Hey, Katie. Hey, Ben. Hey, today so I think we about, should talk. So the thing about the cocktail uh, party. Oh, Katie. Are God, we, we're always having this we, problem now that you're remote. Oh. <laughs> we're talking over each other. Sorry, I. I didn't so, realize we were like trying to record there. <laughs> oh, geez. Okay, right. you're listening to Linear Digressions. <laughs> oh. oh, that was painful. So, like, so this I guess is, my this question is, is like, require some editing. What? <laughs> what? What can we do <laughs> but about? So this? here's the thing about the editing: is this going to be really difficult for you to take mm-hmm. my voice out from right. from on top of your voice? Well. Technically, that's not true because we're recording on separate tracks. But let's just pretend that that's not the case. Um, so clearly, we could work on our co-hosting abilities, or we could say ask the computer to just separate our voices. Right? That's easy. I saw it on CSI. <laughs> um, uh, ben, Ben, little, little. Do you know? I think um, what we have stumbled upon here, somewhat facetiously, of course. Did this a little bit by construction. Uh, is the cocktail party problem, and this the is cocktail party. Yes, problem. Um, and so here's the problem. Imagine that you're at a cocktail party, and there's conversations, and they're going on all around you. You, as a human, um, have the ability to basically pick out one of those conversations in the crowd and listen to it selectively, and kind of filter out everything else as noise. Um, Mm -hmm. turns out this is really, uh, pretty difficult to do with a computer or algorithmically to, to find the thread in a stream of audio information and kind of selectively isolate it from everything else. Yeah, it, it is really difficult. I mean, also because, uh, one of the naive solutions to this is to think like, okay, well, I have a lower voice. Katie has a higher voice. So maybe we can like separate our voices out by our pitch. But that actually doesn't work because the reality is that my voice has all kinds of frequencies. It's just, you know, centrally more lower than yours is. So you can't necessarily separate these things out because they're not discrete signals in any way, in any dimension, not frequency or time. Yeah, and this problem has been tackled by machine learning researchers for a while. You can imagine that it happens a lot that you sometimes get signals that get garbled and kind of layered on top of each other and you want to be able to separate those out yeah actually um so i listened to kdfc which is the local classical station and uh today i got into my car and i told my my phone okay google navigate to home and it came up with some total nonsense because it wasn't classical music that was playing on the radio it was the the person was talking oh. and google got confused because it heard the person talking and it heard me talking and it couldn't separate them out even though i was a little bit louder i was closer to the microphone still that algorithm had a lot of trouble with that uh for sure for sure so one big advantage that we have as humans is we have two ears though right and i think that that's actually really critical to the way that we solve um, this problem is it's somewhere in our brain and, and maybe there's a you know, neurologist out there who understands this better than I do, but uh, we're able to directionally locate because we have stereo hearing equipment, right? In the same way oh, that we okay. can see in three dimensions, we can kind of hear in three dimensions in a certain sense. You can tell. So, oh, yeah, so go you're ahead. saying like if you have a person, if, if there's a conversation kind of off to your, in front of you, off to your right and there's another conversation off to your left, your left ear will hear, let's say you're trying to focus on the conversation to your left, your left ear will hear that conversation 
just a split second before your right ear hears it because sound travels at, uh, you know, finite speed. And so the sound coming from that conversation hits your left ear and then your right ear. And so you're saying that our brains can separate out that similar sound that hits our left ear first from other sound that hits our right ear. First. Yeah. So that's, uh, I think there's maybe some temporal component to it. And there's also just mm-hmm. a volume component as well, right? If you have someone who's standing right next to you, you're going to hear them louder in, uh, you know, the ear that's on the corresponding side. So yeah, but basically you're getting slightly different signals from the two different inputs and your brain is able to put those together and, and use it to uh, locate where something is, you know, relative to you. And then that's an extra piece of information that you have to help you kind of focus your attention. Right. So it seems like we, in a, in a sense, have an advantage uh, uh, over most computers. Like my phone, for example, only has one microphone. But if it had two microphones, it might be able to do this a little bit better. Yeah. And in fact, when I was researching things for this episode, uh, some of the approaches that I've seen people try out actually make use of two microphones that are spatially separated by a little bit. Um, and then you can use the two different streams of data and the the separate or the difference between them to help you um, separate the sources of the two different sounds. I just have the the most funny image in my head of my my phone with ears, <laughs> like your iPhone. Uh, like yeah, like my Android phone with with human just looking with ears, ears sticking out the side on of either it. side of it. Yeah, oh, I think that's a million dollar idea. Then then it just needs a face. People would buy that. <laughs> You could just get like a picture that comes on the on the lock screen or something. So we're clearly digressing, but uh, but yeah, I I, I do kind of like that idea. And actually, come to think of it, I I do recall there being phones that um, that would pick up on your voice better because they had another microphone up kind of near the ear, and so they could listen to the background noise with the microphone that was further away from your mouth. And they could listen to your mouth more, uh, plus the background noise with the mic that was closer to your mouth. Oh, and they could take those two signals and kind of subtract one from the other, roughly speaking, to figure out uh, what was the signal from the person talking near the mic and what was the signal, which is just all the people around talking. Yeah. So I would be interested to see if uh, how well that works with just kind of ambient background noise versus other people talking. Because other yeah. people talking is kind of like a classic case of where it's like, you know, really two signals that can look very similar. Whereas just if it yeah. were just white noise or something, uh, yeah. that can be a little bit easier, I think. And just one more example that I wanted to yeah. give. <laughs> this is a little bit more trivial, but I thought it was cute. Um, so we've talked a few times on this podcast about how neural nets are taking over some of the more intractable fields of uh, machine learning, so to speak. And I found an example of, of someone who attacked this problem with a neural net. And in particular, they were trying to solve a, uh, a problem that is really significant to us today, which is that let's say there's a song that you really like and you want to sing it karaoke style, but you uh-huh. can't find the instrumental-only track and oh, you need to get yeah. rid of the person singing. I've had this problem before. I know, right? Um, and, and, and people out there are suffering because oh, yeah. they can't sing karaoke to the songs that they want. But help is on the way. Um, there's this uh, deep neural net that's been trained with uh, examples of music where you have a song and then the same song but without the vocals. And it's oh able gosh. to, uh, I guess, it's been trained to distinguish the vocal track and, 
and to try to subtract it out from a song of your choice. So that is just amazing. Yeah. So for the longest time I've done this, um, by, uh, so there's this technique that you can do. Uh, every song pretty much has a left track and a right track and audio engineers will pan different instruments or move, move them more to the left or to the right. Typically, the only instruments that are in the very center are like the kick drum and the bass and the voice. And so sometimes what you can do, depending on the way the song was engineered, is you can effectively subtract one of the tracks from the other. And that will effectively cancel out anything that was panned right in the middle. So the kick drum and the bass and the voice. Uh, So this is a really good way of making quick and dirty karaoke tracks. But the problem is that uh, a lot of times they'll pan voices around or they'll add uh, stereo effects to voices uh, to make them sound more, I don't know, uh, poppy or like punchy or, or something. And so you can't really remove, for example, the um, the voice track from the chorus of a song because usually there's more going on there. So I should have jumped in a little earlier, but just something that I don't understand. What is What does panned mean when you say that? Pan, yeah. So panning is uh, just moving something more to the left or more to the right. So um, like a lot of times, if you listen to old Beatles or Queen songs, uh, they started experimenting with panning tracks to the left or to the right. And they would do what's called a hard pan. Mm -hmm. So uh, an instrument or a voice or something would suddenly only be in your left ear and then it would only be in your right ear. So that's a very uh, kind of crazy version of that. But uh, usually what people will do, engineers will do, is they'll pan them just a little bit to the left or a little bit to the right to simulate almost like you're in a room and you've got these different instruments playing for you and they're in different places in space. I never knew that, although I've totally, I've totally heard that before where maybe you're listening to a song but just with one earbud in and you realize that right. you've only got the background vocals or something. Yeah, listen to the Postal Service, um, uh, what's that, uh, The District Sleeps Tonight uh, the very beginning of the song, there's this little do 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 do, and every other of those doots is in a different ear. Oh, interesting. It's a it's really totally a different experience listening to it with headphones or earbuds or something, and you know, rather s- than your care stereo. Oh, sorry, <laughs> I didn't mean to interrupt, but I was just gonna say, um, and it's kind of interesting. I'm kind of sitting here looking at my computer as we're recording, and I'm noticing that the recording software has a left and a right. I, well, L and R, I had never known what they mm-hmm. stood for before, but now I know. Yes, indeed. And if we want to be super fancy with our production, and, you know, maybe we'll do it just for this episode, uh, or maybe at some point in the future, I mean, maybe we should pan one of us to the left and one of us to the right just a little bit, because that, that just sounds nicer. Oh, yeah, let's let's give it a shot. Okay. So cool. I, I thought this was an episode on do you machine want to learning, be... but now it's about like signal <laughs> processing or something. Do you want to be on the left or the right? Uh, I don't know which one. I mean, better. cause you're across the country from me. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So it doesn't really matter. Right. Mm. Um, I'm right-handed so I, I can take right. Are you left-handed? Uh, all right. Well, looking at us from space, I guess, if you put the North pole on the top, that then you're on the right. Sure. We'll but in any that. case, um, <laughs> going, going back to this vocal removing thing, that's really awesome to, to hear that, people are trying to tackle it in a different way rather than just kind of taking a mathematical algebraic brute force way of doing it, but actually trying to train a machine learning algorithm. Do you know if it's, if it's been successful? Um, I think they've, they've claimed some success. I don't know exactly how they evaluate how successful it is. Um, Uh, if, uh, you need to like completely remove the, the vocals in order for you to say that it's, that it's working, but you know, for sure, uh, especially since, 
deep learning and uh, neural nets are getting a lot more uh, attention right now. I'm sure that this is uh, still under like active development. There's probably more progress yet to come.